The WBEN All Local. All Local. Produced by Randy Bushover. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. Brian is off today. He'll be back tomorrow morning. And here's what's happening this morning. An online auction closed for McKinley Mall yesterday afternoon. The highest bidder came in at just under $8 million. But who the winning bidder is is still a mystery this morning. WBEN's Max Ferry is here with the latest. The McKinley Mall was up for auction online this week, and the sale ended Wednesday. The final price before the end of the auction was $7.975 million, $525,000 shy of what it sold for previously in 2021. The starting price for the 75-acre property was $3 million and stayed stagnant for most of the day on Wednesday at $5 million, until the prices started to jump up within the last 30 minutes of the auction. The big question that still remains now is, who was that high bidder and what are their plans for the property? Uh, my hope is that we have a, a new neighbor in Hamburg uh, that has a long-term vision for the property. Hamburg Town Supervisor Randy Hoke. Both Hoke and Hunt Real Estate CEO Peter Hunt agreed that the mall would serve a much better purpose for mixed-use development as the mall was unsuccessful in retaining retail stores. The new owner will has a plan and I, I have to believe that it involves a, a more mixed-use property which takes advantage of that location perhaps for residential, uh, certainly for some retail entertainment, perhaps even offices. There's a whole kind of rethinking process that's going into how people work, where they work, and when they work, which could lend themselves to a nice mixed-use project there. It may not be a bad idea for the new owners to consider development complementing the construction of the new Bill Stadium. Hear more thoughts at WBEN.com. This is Max Ferry for WBEN.com News. Thank you, Max. Tuesday's school board elections brought high turnout in many districts. Years of controversy over school budgets has largely been replaced with controversy over who's on the school board as well as other issues. Here's WBEN's Tom Puckett. As school board elections focused on book bans and LGBTQ plus issues, former Buffalo School Board member Larry Quinn says the focus is going away from education policy, which he says is the top priority. A lot of issues that I don't think have much to do with education get brought into the mix. And unfortunately, a lot of the true education issues, which require you know, quite a bit of experience, are being handled and discussed by people that don't have much knowledge. Quinn believes the politics in school boards are becoming more toxic. He believes it won't get better. Unfortunately, I see it getting worse. I think that in all aspects of society, we're seeing a reflection of the loss of civility that we're seeing you know, all over the country, in presidential elections, on television, um, you know, in written media, social media. It's tearing apart the fabric of our society. Michael Cornell of the Erie Niagara Superintendents Association says he respects differences of opinion. They understand and appreciate that there's different perspectives that get brought to school board meetings. And, you know, that becomes a part of the marketplace of ideas that ultimately, you know, helps us be better as a society. Uh, But the fact of the matter is, you know, the things that occupy our time and attention every day are those things that I mentioned. Cornell says he focuses on striving for the best education policies. Hear the full conversations online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Tom, thank you. A limousine company operator was found guilty of second-degree manslaughter yesterday for a 2018 crash near Albany that left 20 people dead. Nauman Hussein was in charge of day-to-day operations for Prestige Limousine when the company rented the stretch 
Ford Excursion SUV to a group celebrating a 30th birthday party October 6th of 2018. The limo was traveling on a downhill stretch of road when it went through an intersection and crashed in Skohari. All 17 passengers, the driver, and two pedestrians were killed. The limo had failed an inspection by the State Department of Motor Vehicles the month prior to the crash, and the driver did not have the appropriate driver's license to be operating the vehicle. Hussein pled guilty to 20 counts of criminally negligent homicide. The trial came after a judge threw out a plea deal that was reached with Skohari County prosecutors last fall that would have spared him a prison sentence. Jurors deliberated for several hours Tuesday and Wednesday before reaching their verdict. He was found guilty on all 20 counts of second-degree manslaughter. Some stunning new information about the Air National Guardsmen accused of leaking some of the country's most sensitive secrets online. The Department of Justice presenting a federal judge with a series of red flags about the 21-year-old who had high-level, top-secret clearance. The DOJ says Jack Teixeira was reported as recently as February by a supervisor for looking at classified materials beyond his primary duties. The government released those new details as it aims to bolster his case to keep Jack Teixeira behind bars ahead of his federal trial. Teixeira's lawyers are fighting back, though, seeking his pretrial release with at least possible restrictions. That's Justin Finch in Washington. Montana's governor has signed a bill to ban TikTok, the first state to do so. The law, set to take effect next January, aims to punish the Chinese-owned app and the app stores that offer it. An entity violates this law when there is the operation of TikTok by the company or users, or if the entity offers the option to download the TikTok mobile application by a mobile application store. Penalties won't apply to people using the app. Lawmakers say it's all about security. TikTok's Chinese owner, ByteDance, has denied stealing data or spreading propaganda. Indicted Republican Congressman George Santos responding to the House, voting to take his case up with the Ethics Committee. New York Republican George Santos faces two major problems, federal indictments and an ethics committee that could recommend Congress expel him from office. I have a right, a constitutional right to defend myself, and I will do that. Some colleagues after his news conference heckling Santos. The reality is... is Representative Santos insists he's not going anywhere. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. In other news this morning, conflicting accounts over what a spokesperson for Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan have described as near-catastrophic car chase involving paparazzi. The spokesperson says the couple was pursued by highly aggressive photographers in New York who drove up on the sidewalk and drove the wrong way down a one-way street as the couple left a theater. After heading to a police precinct for safety, Harry and Meghan, along with her mother and a security guard, hailed a taxi to elude photographers. But the cab driver stopped short of calling it a chase. New York's mayor also expressed skepticism about the chase lasting two hours, as the couple's spokesperson claimed. But the mayor did call the paparazzi reckless and irresponsible. That's Rhiannon Alley with that story. The Buffalo Zoo announced yesterday that Kayin, the seven-year-old Western lowland gorilla, has been recommended by the Association of Zoos and Aquariums to move to a new zoo. The zoo calls it a bittersweet moment, as Kayan has been a guest and staff favorite for many years. He was born at the zoo in January 2016 to his mother, Sydney, and father, Koga. 
The zoo will be announcing more about Cayenne's destination in the coming days. They wanted to put the news out so people could have a chance to visit the zoo and say goodbye. And hockey, Eastern Conference Finals start tonight in the NHL. The Panthers and Hurricanes, Game 1 at Carolina. We'll be watching that. Oh, well, some some of us will. The exclusive WBN, some weather forecast for the day today, calls for a good supply of sunshine from hilltop to lakeshore. The breeze comes in out of the south, the high temperature in the mid-60s. We'll find patchy clouds and starlight for the night tonight. It won't be quite as cold. Temperatures will be dropping back into the upper 40s and low 50s. Tomorrow brings a mixture of clouds and sunshine, the high temperature back into the mid-70s. We have a warm Friday shaping up with a southerly breeze. Saturday brings showers and even a thuttery downpour, the high in the mid-60s. With your exclusive WBN 7 Weather Forecast, I'm meteorologist Josh Nichols. John Kutchko, longtime Rochester sports guy and photographer, now with John Kutchko Digital. Joining me this morning, we're talking about the PGA Championship at Oak Hill in Pittsburgh. Adding to all of the anticipation for this big event, John, the fact that it's getting a later start today because of this frost delay. Yeah, and great to be with you, uh, Susan. I listen to you guys all the time in my digital travel throughout western New York. You know, usually I embrace cold and wintry conditions. That is my favorite time to shoot videos and and pictures and do drone videos, uh, but not this week. And so they're going to start at about 8.50, about 28 minutes from now. A little bit of a delay, but all things considered, the week has gone really well. The weather has been very cooperative. little frost yesterday morning, more today. And then after that, just some rain to worry about on Saturday. But we'll take it. If you look at that seven-day championship week window, it could have been a lot worse. You know that, and I know that. Oh, sure. Well, how big a deal is this for Oak Hill and for Rochester to have this? Well, it is. And, you know, Rochester's kind of gotten used to this. At least Oak Hill has such a storied club in our region, uh, one of the world's finest. And the history dates back to the 50s with the U.S. Open, of course, the the greatest event they had there were the 95 Ryder Cup matches. Hard to believe that was almost 30 years ago. But, you know, in this world of competitive sports and trying to land these major, major events, especially the PGA Championship, it's becoming more and more difficult for the iconic traditional courses like Oak Hill to land them. They've had a great relationship with the PGA of America for many years now. That's the governing body of the PGA Championship, which is golf's second major. I think the fact that they've moved this major now to May makes it a lot more difficult going forward uh, for Rochester and places in the Northeast to land this. Uh, it used to be in August, and, and of course, the August weather was much more favorable. Uh, but Oak Hill has stood the test of time. They've had U.S. Opens, they've had PGA Championships. This is the fourth for that. And they've had the Ryder Cup. And so it's, it's a great, great world-class venue bringing people from all over the place, from your community, from all over New York State, the Northeast, and really the world. In fact, I heard 200,000 people will be there to take in at least some of this tournament this weekend. Tell us a little bit about Oak Hill, about this course. I've seen some spectacular pictures that you've posted. Well, you know, Oak Hill's got a great history, and it began in the early 1900s, actually in the city of Rochester along the Genesee River at what is now the University of Rochester. Um, They moved to Pittsburgh in the 1920s after a land swap was suggested by the university. And so Oak Hill uh, moved from the city where they had their nine-hole course on about 85 acres. And Pittsburgh, uh, this farmland that had been farmed out, 
and they took over 355 acres. So they built two 18-hole courses, the East Course being the championship course, the one that gets all the accolades. It's a wonderful club, and it's got a lot of history. I mean, Babe Ruth played here back in the 1940s. It's got a bowling alley in the clubhouse. Uh, Babe Ruth was said known to bowl in that bowling alley, and it's drawn visitors, like I've said, from all over the world and all sorts of luminaries. It's a great club not just for the Rochester area, but it's, you know, really a benchmark for all of Western New York. It's what brings golf's greatest here on a semi-regular basis. Yeah, all the big names are there for sure. And and the area keeps getting chosen for tournaments. Uh, does this say a lot about the organizers there? Yeah, I think it does. You know, Rochester has a rich history of hosting golf events like this. The LPGA came here for years at Locust Hill, which is, not that far from Oak Hill, and the volunteer community really steps up, and and they do that for a lot of the big events here. You know, we also have the Lilac Festival going on this week, which, you know, in a good year will draw 500,000 people over the course of 10 or 11 days. So, you know, between the two events, this is a really big time for our community. Uh, Our city's been in the news a lot for all the wrong reasons, like a lot of cities across America. It's nice when you see the Goodyear blimp flying into your town and about to put it on the worldwide stage. So, you know, Rochester's a community that knows how to stage a big event, especially when it comes to these golf majors. And it's like clockwork there. I've been there every day. I'm going out in a little bit. Uh, I don't cover it like I used to. It's kind of weird. I used to oversee our coverage at the CBS station here for many years. And I walked away from that to pursue my digital interests. And so I, I have no pressure to cover golf. I'm going out there taking a few pictures and uh, really just enjoying myself. It's a lot of fun. Isn't that nice for a change? It's wonderful for a change. I'm, I'm more into weather chasing now. In fact, before I say goodbye to you, I want to make sure I get this out. I listen to you guys all the time, but especially when that blizzard affected uh, your community uh, Christmas weekend and the work you did, specifically you and all your colleagues there, was award-winning work. I was riveted to the coverage. Uh, I was tempted to go out there and document what was going on. I felt it would be irresponsible if I did that, so I didn't. But I did go there in November when you got the 81 inches in Orchard Park. I had a snowplow driver take me around for six or seven hours, and I didn't get to Eternal Flame Falls. I wanted to go down and see that in that kind of snow, but I tried and I couldn't make it. But I, I just love your community. I think Erie County has really some of the greatest county parks in America, just with Chestnut Ridge and Akron Falls Park as well. And so not to get too off topic here, but I wanted to throw out plaudits your way because you guys served your community in grand fashion. Hey, that's really nice to hear. You know, John, do you have any advice for spectators that are coming coming to Oak Hill over the next few days, you know, about trying to get their place right near the rope line? Well, you know, it's such a well-run system with the shuttles and everything. You just come into the community, your tickets will tell you where to go. And, you know, the course is an expansive course. And what I like to do is I like to, you know, if I'm a spectator, I like to veer out from all the the hub of activity where less people are and just see the beauty of the course. You know, it's got a lot of beauty, tens of thousands of oak trees and others. And if you're into horticulture, which I am now, uh, it's a wonderful walk. And there's just so much to see there beyond, you know, the 18th hole or the Hill of Fame or, the merchandise center and all that. So I would just encourage folks to get out and really walk the grounds as much as you can. And the, the next couple of days are going to be really, really good. Today, tomorrow, 
Sunday as well. And we'll have a little bump in the road here with Saturday rain. Yeah, well, take it all in. I guess that's the best advice. You know, and I'm thinking back just in recent years, uh, 2003, 2013, Mm -hmm. 2023. Do you think 2033 is a lock? I don't. I really don't, because I do think this this moving it to May presents a lot of challenges. I would think maybe we're in line here to get another U.S. Open. Uh, U.S. Open hasn't been held here since 1989, which is the first event I covered at Oak Hill back in my sports days. Uh, We've had the U.S. Amateur here in 98. They got another one on the books in a few years. And something tells me that may be the next major coming here maybe in 10 years or so. I know they're spoken for for the next several years, but Oak Hill certainly belongs in the major rotation. It's been a part of it for a very long time, dating back to 1956 when the Open was here. And uh, it'll stay in that mix for for a long time. They made some great improvements to the course to kind of modify to the modern golfer now. And so, you know, it's one of those storied places like Wingfoot downstate. You know, there's a handful of these iconic older courses and Oak Hill's at the top of that list. So I, I see major golf coming here, maybe not this championship for a long time because of when it is now in May, but certainly the, the U.S. Open at some point. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.